Hello and welcome to Comagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm holding a funny shaped potato. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> no one listening to yeah. will know, but we will get that in a you, minute. Again, you gotta, Let's go right to what are we drinking us. today? <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip right over that. Today we are looking mm. at a film that shows you exactly what not to get your child for Christmas. We are discussing, of course, the classic Christmas film gremlins but first as always we ask the most pressing question of every episode what are we drinking this episode this episode i am drinking some jim bleem jim bleem bleem. it's actually jim beam uh black extra aged this is only twenty dollars right now that's impressive so i bought it for us yeah we need that Was a good um, choice. It's a pretty solid bourbon for and for twenty dollars, it's a for great bourbon. Twenty dollars, that's, that's fantastic. Nice, nicely done, husband. The only place you get deals like that, other than that deal that Jim had, is from One Hope Wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, Katie is drinking a One Hope Reserve, mm. the Australian Shiraz from Horn Creek, the Shiraz. Do your best Australian accent, please. Oh gosh. Good day. Uh I come from a land down under. <laughs> oh, Shiraz comes See, from Shiraz comes from a, a land down under. That was a better British accent, but I bet yeah. you if I asked you to do that, your best I, British accent, Australian. it wouldn't come. This 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 wine is like purple. Yeah, it is. Beautiful color. It's a really good Shiraz. Beautiful color. Yep. So Uh, I am drinking the 87, which is an American double IPA from Nightshift Brewing in Boston. Oh, I like the owl. Right. I heard of a brewery we have to check out. It's like an hour from you, I think. Where? Where is it? It's called Treehouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? It looks awesome. You can wait like hours in line to get it. I will. Yeah. No, that place is, it's like, People pay other people to drive out and get their beer. That's like, exciting. It's like Uber Eats, but but for yeah. beer. Yeah. Uh, all like right. It. Quick fact check. Uh, Katie brought this up at the beginning. Uh, of course, last week we did The Mummy. And then lo and behold, I receive a photo from Katie uh, saying, Brian, what does this look like? And my immediate response was. Well, it, my text was my husband refuses to discuss this. Yeah. He he will not engage in conversation with me, and I know that I can count on you, Brian. So it looks like a it's a mummy's mummy vagina. vagina. I guess yeah. it's a double, the double, double, hey, a double vagina. It's um. It's, I can't imagine why I don't want to talk about this. I don't know. It's, I don't it's understand why you wouldn't. If it if it looks like Jesus's face, we would talk about it. But because it looks like female genitalia, we can't talk about it. No, no, no. I mean, I've never it's, seen. That, I've never seen a potato rough. like that. It looks that. rough. Yeah, I don't it's know what's like going what on. What happened if the mummy ended up in Boogie Nights? Yes. Yeah, like the mummy Boogie Nights crossover. Well, Katie will put that put that up on our Facebook page. I would so like people. that. I would like that yeah. very much. Thank um, you. I forgot to reference the fact that I am now a little bit torn uh, for our last episode of this year, our 2019 special. I was planning to dress like Alex Finch from Chances Are. But now I <laughs> I might want to tra- dress like Brendan Fraser from The Mummy in that yes. cool 1920s-esque uh, African explorer garb. I wanted to bring that up, and I forgot to bring it up last week. 
Bri. Another great look. You're mixing my emotions all up in my head right now. I just don't know which one to wear. Yeah. I have to wear one of them. Um, just a quick thing. Uh, in our season ending episode, our 2019 ending episode, we'll reveal our top five streaming episodes of the year. Jim has gotten us the stats. One thing I cannot hold back, though, is that the country of Poland apparently loves listening to our show. Uh, <laughs> Spotify has notified us that somehow, some way, the great people of Poland, uh, home of the amazing John Paul, Pope John Paul, uh, loves our show. Mm. Does and that mean that there's like two people in Poland listening I to us on Spotify? No, it's just people in Poland are listening to us. They love com majors. We uh, does one hope ship to Poland. No, no, we do not get on that. All right. I'm, I'm on it. We're probably going to break big. We'll be like the Hasselhoff of Germany for podcast in Poland. That's I like it. Gonna want us there. Uh, and then lastly, it's Saturday night. We're recording. Usually it's Saturday nights. I and Kieran will watch PD live on A&E. I had a experience last night where I thought I was on an episode. Uh, Kieran and I were watching the show when all of a sudden police run through my backyard with flashlights attempting to chase a man who had stolen a car and crashed it into another vehicle and was attempting to hide in our neighborhood. No. <laughs> they had the canine dog out. And right. everything. That's crazy. Did you get I out know. there and help him? I did. I went out. I put on my orange uh, fleece and I went outside. That's very brave. Very see brave what of was you. Going on. I thought it was my neighbor who had lost his dog and was just looking for his dog. Mm. But it was, in fact, the police. Did wow. They, did they shoot him? Uh, no, I was hoping mm. for a taser situation, mm. to be honest with you. It would have been pretty exciting. Uh, and that is fact check. All right. All it right. is time for Katie's Rundown. Oh, I love that music. Love it. Yeah. This is Connie Chung with your rundown. I'm just going to. Oh, God, no? I forgot. Chung, <laughs> Underdeveloped man boy gets chipmunk hedgehog animal for Christmas. He follows none of the instructions and hatches a new breed of evil trolls. After almost killing his whole town twice, he reluctantly lets his gizmo go back to the folks that follows direct that follow directions. Maybe next year his dad will get him a dinosaur for Christmas. Love it. <laughs> yeah, Think good. Right to the point. That was a great one. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's much better. Thank you. You're inside the blinds. <laughs> uh, I am not quite sure what I thought of this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, what's I, funny. I, is, I'm we're very be, confused. So we're perplexed with this film. This is our 65th episode. And I think for the first time, I have absolutely no concept of how I should feel about mm -hmm. what I, well, this was, you know, in reading a, a little bit about this movie, this was one of the movies that, Cause the PG thirteen rating to be introduced. Oh, that's interesting. Along with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Huh. Okay. Yes, I can see that because we did not understand how this was a children's movie. This and so in, this in, is in, 
absolutely not. This deserves the Jason Manzukis treatment. <laughs> this is a kid's movie? Yeah. yeah. This it is... is rated PG, but it is pretty gross. Yeah, there's there's a lot of gross stuff. Particularly uh, the things at the end, with yeah. like the way that things are killed and people yeah. are killed. Yeah. Again, the way that people are killed. Another movie of the 80s and 90s that seems to well, have children. You don't really children. see anybody die. No, but there's like... And, and, and I think the, there's suggested, the only suggested. one that suggested killed is the old woman, right? No. The bad woman. No. There's the couple, the guy that Not seemed to, who was supposed to be oh, a larger character than he no, was. No, no, he but, wasn't killed. The 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 guy in the um. Oh, we're losing, we're losing Brian. What? I, yeah. It says you're oh. unstable, Brian. No, but you're still I, here. He's all right. I, I, I think I, I need see to. You guys fine. Yeah. I, think I right. need to turn this off. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. You're telling me that the man uh, who thought there were gremlins yeah. in his tractor did so not die? So apparently, if you listen at the end, the, the, the news broadcaster mentions going to see him and ask to interview him in the hospital. Oh, interesting. Oh. Okay. Science teacher died. Yes. Ab did he? he? he absol oh. Absolutely, he was Absolutely. dead. Was he just knocked out? No. I thought there, he was definitely dead. Well, all he had was a needle. He had a, a syringe in his butt. I, I oh no, I assume because at all. I thought since I right. didn't see his head. I don't know if you're familiar with being knocked out. No, it looks a I lot mean, like, like being dead. I know, but he was like <laughs> he wasn't moving at all. I, no, I, well, let's I mean, put him in a coffin and bury him. If you see a person knocked out, do you just leave them? They just let you. Oh, Brian, there are a lot of other choices in this movie that we need to talk about before oh, well, we even know, get to that one. I did think he was dead. I thought because you couldn't see his head that there was a suggestion that... It was gone? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we talk about object permanence with you? Yeah. All right, no, on, that there was a reason you couldn't see his head. That it was supposed to be gruesome. Uh, let's go to the very first sequence of the film. The, like literally the first I want to say five or six frames of this children's yeah. movie where you see an American sailor with an Asian prostitute yes. in an alleyway mm -hmm. depicting mm -hmm. a Chinatown, which mm -hmm. could not have been more stereotypical oh, yeah. if, if you wanted it to be. No. I mean, that beyond belief, uh, every character uh, in this movie now. I want to say this is why I'm kind of torn on this film. I have to believe that the, the campiness, the, the sets, everything was completely purposeful. It was a, you know, a wonderful life-esque setup. So in that sense, I kind of respect the movie. Yeah. Because it was, I feel like they did do exactly what they wanted to do. I don't mm. think they were playing it serious so i think that element of it was good now that being said we can begin to discuss the various characters and dialogue and stuff well uh, which right so i very well i feel like there's still parts that miss the mark then oh campy, no no, no right? ab absolutely completely agree but i just mean they they were playing campy they weren't I don't think it was trying to be serious and the acting was just so bad that it came off. But, you know, no, sometimes... I would agree. It was not trying to be serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's not anything 
about this movie that's serious. No. No. Do we jump to the Phoebe Cates father? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the best representation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. of what's going on here. So describe to everybody, because some people like me, I, I think I was probably eight or nine. The yeah, last time I, I, saw I don't know yeah. how old I was when I saw this movie. But. I actually found myself. This was similar to like when we did Beverly Hills Cop and when we did Die Hard and some of those where the sequel is the one I think I saw more as a kid than the original because mm. it would have been on HBO or show whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had, and they, they played it all the time. So I kept thinking about scenes. I was like, oh, is this going to happen? And then I would realize, no, that's the second one. And that came out in 90. So that's a good six years later, I think. Yeah. Which is a, quite a lapse. Yeah. For a sequel. Uh, so can you set up what we get with the Phoebe Cates? Oh, dad? no, we have to let Jim tell it. It was his uh, favorite part of the movie. Jim. So so uh, Phoebe Cates clearly has an issue with uh, Christmas because the foreshadowing of this scene is set up earlier in the film when she's talking to him and to our main character, who I can't remember his name. Um, Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Billy. Billy, Billy. right? Billy. Yeah. Billy. Um, yeah, so basically what happens is she she basically says, you know, Christmas is not great for everybody. And it's a real bummer because they're like walking down the street and he's like, he's so excited to be like walking with her to her house. Like he thinks he, you know, he has a chance with her. Yeah. yeah. And she goes on this like tirade of like, it is the most miserable time for a lot of people. Do you, don't you know the suicide rate goes up? And <laughs> it's, it's very, uh, it's a very interesting conversation. Well, and it's like you say on a seasonal depression, right? Like, and then, and then we jump forward to later in the film when they are alone at Billy's house. She says something like, but well, you know, the whole, the music changes and she's going to tell him the whole story about why she doesn't like Christmas. And so her dad goes out on Christmas Eve, uh, to do some last minute shopping. They're expecting him home in a few hours doesn't come home they wake up christmas morning he's still not there christmas christmas comes and goes and finally on december 26th the cops get involved um and i forget there's a smell there's a there's smell a smell in, in the house no they start a fire and they yeah, yeah. And that's when there starts to be a smell um and they think that something's blocking the chimney it turns out it's her dead father who Dressed like Santa Claus with a bunch of presents, tried to go down their chimney, <laughs> slipped and broke his neck and died in there. Yeah, but there the, what's so the many questions? What's so, the last line she has? And that's what I realized there wasn't a Santa Claus. Yeah. This is billed as a child's yep. movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying, and that's when I found out yes. there is no Santa Claus. So true. Why is this monologue in this film? I also want to I, know how they were able to build a. We are not the only in people. the fireplace when the father had broken his neck hitting the bottom of the fireplace. No, he didn't. He broke his neck inside the. Oh, he inside. was stuck up in the. Oh, he got it Which twisted. I don't yeah. Oh, yeah. That, can we, what does that show where know. they. First like, off, I don't think humans can fit into, into chimneys. Like, that's not a thing, right? No, I don't think so. Maybe a Mary Poppins. It yeah, is. yeah. Um, so and we I'm, I'm not sure if we're working on Facebook right now. Is there anybody on there who can yeah, we give us some I'm feedback? Sure. All right. Is, all right. 
friends who are listening, can you just let us know that everything sounds all right? Oh, all right. Yeah, so I think good. we're good. Why, I think why we're good. Oh, well, someone text you and say we're not on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, another friend had said what's going on. So I just wanted to make sure we were all set. It doesn't, I'm yeah. sorry, everybody. There's usually only one person, so. Carry on. Doesn't, uh, no, 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 no. Yes, but we are not. You're right. You were saying we are not the only ones. We are not that. the only ones to wonder and, about this scene. The executives wanted it out of the film. Okay. Steven and Spielberg wanted it out of the film. Then why was it in the film? Because Joe da- this is a Steven Spielberg presents film. Because Joe Dante, the director, wanted it in the film so bad. And Steven Spielberg was like, hey, man, it's your film. Go right ahead and keep it then. Joe Dante. Yeah. Made a name for himself. He also, by the way, prefers the second film, the next batch, to this film. Did he ter- didn't he direct the amazing Pierce Brosnan film Volcano? I which, think he might have. In he which did a Inner Space. Erupts inside uh, Los Angeles. Oh, he did Inner Space. Yeah. That's a pretty good. That was actually. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, yes, but one of our listeners, Jen Tantillo, as well pointed this out. So many people. Yeah. Have yeah. I mean, it's got to be. It is memorable because it's so bizarre. So you know what's funny is I forgot that she was even in this movie when we turned it on. But as soon as that scene started, I was like, I know what this is, and it is going to be dark. I knew immediately because it like came. It all came back so quick. It was so funny. Well, she she's interesting because she was in that early to mid eighties one of the it actresses. Oh right, because of Fast Times. Yeah. And then made some really wacky choices career-wise for films. But she's married to Kevin Klein, who's I love. Yeah. He's he's I awesome. Know. I want to pitch something to you guys. Okay. I think that we could have a um, joint cinematic universe. Hear this out. I know where you're going with this. I already know. Gremlins. Uh-huh. Last Starfighter. Nope. That's not where I was going. Last Starfighter. Okay. And I hear it. Who do you who do you want? Beverly Hills Cop. Well, already there's already so many crossovers. And and the cop who becomes yes becomes the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. But this there is someone. uh, But listen, here it is. You get last fight starfighter. Alex shows up in the ship to do it, and we find out that Billy was a member. Of the Mazes and Monsters Club. <laughs> well, he did carry that fucking sword around like he had done it before. He is playing. He was playing. He was. He was the guy. All the right. other team member. Right. So let's talk about the movie real quick. Yeah. Was anybody else confused as to the age of Billy? Yes. Because to me, I thought he was sixteen at the beginning when it was I like was I can't get my yeah can't get my car to start, Mister Neighbor, and like I'm late yeah. for work. I thought he was showing up to like. I don't know, work at the five and 10 and instead he's working at the bank. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is this a full-time job? Like he's yes, like a is. bank agent person, he, right? Like he's, he's like, he's a, he's like clearly not in high school, but oh, then he goes then, home in the relationship with mom and dad. I'm like, but you're 16. I like, I felt in the eighties, he takes the dog with him to work. Like he is yeah. like, it. it's almost like it's some, like the time period represented in this movie never existed. No, it's almost like it takes like the fifties and like jams it together with the eighties. But so right. Well, but then if you think about that, right, like folks used to leave their home pretty young, right? Like, so are we to believe he went to college? He was the first millennial. I don't like, (laughs) 
I don't think he went to college, so he's just been like living at home since he graduated well, high school. Judge Reinhold, who is in this movie for a minute, for no a, reason, for no reason Absolutely at all, no reason, except uh, to have that uncomfortable sexual innuendo in a child's movie. I have cable. Yeah, I have oh, cable. So come over to my so house. He oh, says right. something like he is twenty four. Yeah. 23. Was it he's, 23? He's 23, and by 25, he's going to have the, the other guy's job, right? Or something like that, yeah. you say? Yeah. Um, which makes me think that Billy is only a couple years younger than him. I was, And they're in a bar where Phoebe Cates is a bartender, so I was assuming they were all 21 or older. But but so we can't well, assume that, that for a... Yeah, but for a, sh- a movie in the 80s... You know, showing underage drinking would have wouldn't have been strange, but no. And but no, no, so then but he goes to like, his high school science teacher. Like he, yeah, like yeah. he's still there. I, I, I he's don't, like, I don't well, know. I don't yeah. know how old he is. Well, so he and he's clearly well. Somebody implies that he's paying the bills for his house, right? Yeah, like that his absolutely. father has right, not right, been earning. Right. There's a layer cake of weirdness here. So like the more <laughs> the more we talk about other things, the more I'm like, oh, that was also weird. Which is that the science teacher. Yes. Uh, who just hangs out in the lab of the high school until? Yes. Well, first off, time out. Was it a high school? Corey Feldman couldn't have been more than eight. No, no, more <laughs> than ten in this movie. Oh, yes. And he seemed to be playing a high school senior. Yes. <laughs> so, like, here I'm again, so I can't even get back to our initial weird point because. I need to address all the weirdness along the way or my mind explodes. There's nowhere that you get a frame of reference that you're like, okay, now I understand this sense of... And yet the Chinese kid seemed like he was 28. (laughs) I I was so lost with the character, like the choice, like this like blatantly nativist, racist neighbor. I remember that kind of thing, though. From the eighties, gung ho with Michael, like that—that was absolutely a legitimate thing. But so, what I didn't understand about him was he's a recurring character. Right, he comes back one, two. He comes back in the next movie four times. Oh, interesting. So that, so that's what I said to Jim. That scene where he and the wife get run over by the tractor in their house. I was like, I don't understand because. To me, why would you give him so much screen time and so much story unless he was going to help to kill the gremlins, right? Like, and he's the one who's talking about like the gremlins, the gremlins, the gremlins, the gremlins are in our machinery. And then the gremlin shows up in his machine. Like, right, like it's right. very, like but he was, has this very poetic story. And then yeah. Yeah, to me, I thought then he gets killed by the gremlins. Yeah, yeah it, that would it, have made sense. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But it, except that it seems like that then there's no fulfillment to his story. This, this this movie posits a world where the most interesting death is off camera by an adult male trying to go down the chimney. Yeah, this is true. a kids movie. Yeah, there, there there are so many interesting things about this movie because I will say for as weird and whatever that's going on i still enjoyed watching it like there is oh it's first entertaining off, gizmo is an amazing character for Ooh, well. the time as very good well. if not as good as not not as good but close to et close Ooh, to the level really? i well and i think he actually became way more popular with kids well, that's true, which yeah. is weird again because he was more weird. cuddly, but he was expressive. Like they did it. He was pretty, expressive. Yeah. yeah, very expressive. Yeah. Um, 
but apparently it was a nightmare because oh, Steven Spielberg originally the script originally had Gizmo turning into Stripe within oh. like the first half hour. Oh, this is the story I wanted you to tell for Craig Goldberg. Yeah. So within the first half hour, Gizmo would be gone. And Steven Spielberg was like, absolutely not. Everyone's going to love him. He needs to be the hero along with Billy. Like he needs to be a companion. They need to be like buddies. Yeah. Um, and the puppeteer, the, the, the guy who created Gizmo had only really put enough work in so that he could do the first half hour of the movie. So like everything else, they were just basically fighting with this puppet the whole time. Um, up until the point where the 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 <laughs> the crew had a list of awful things they wanted to do to Gizmo, and one of them was put him on the dartboard. So that was not in the film, and Joe Dante put it in the wow. movie as like a way to help like get the morale back because apparently there were there were so many problems that the the puppet was failing at during the night shoot. This was almost like entire night shoots. It's like um, Jaws. Yeah, and. The puppet wasn't working, so everyone needed to take a break while they were fixing it. And basically, everyone was like falling, like completely out cold asleep in the middle of the night while they were breaking for like three hours to fix this puppet. Uh, so I, I would like us to talk about the way they incorporated. So, so here's to me the failing of the E.T. versus Gizmo yeah. showdown. Um, the way that the humans react to Gizmo and the other gremlins, I, like I felt like there was just a whole layer missing of like, this We're, is a yeah. creature that like we have never seen before, right? Yeah, so like I, I expected there the, to be more of like, is this a Furby? Are there bad? Is this alive? Like what? This is a live thing, Dad. Like, <laughs> what is nobody, this? Yeah, is this a chipmunk? Like, what? We like there was nothing. It was just accepted. It was just like Corey oh, Feldman's like, oh, here's cool. my gremlin, and oh, <laughs> I put water on it, and now it has these tumors sizzling out of its back, and it's writhing in pain. And their their reactions were just like their reaction is, let's hmm. fucking do it again, yes, but in the safety of our high school science lab. Yes, but <laughs> even like when so they see these little fur balls. Expel from Gizmo, and at this point now, there's been a relationship developed, right? Where we yes. see him like spending time with Gizmo, like snuggling with him, like this is my yeah, bud. Now Gizmo is screaming in pain, yes. writhing in pain, and his face is like he, like he's watching a movie. Yeah, like yeah, oh, this yeah, is yeah. interesting. And then the fur balls pop off of Gizmo's body, and then they start to grow. And then they turn into other gremlins, and he's like, hmm, "Balloons, by the way, that was yeah. cool." Oh, like, is that what they were, Jim? Yeah, balloons covered in. Fur. I thought that was horribly depicted. Yeah, yeah. well, I, there's like, so much. There's nothing lack. there that feels well, real. To be fair, this was the '80s, and empathy was probably at an all-time <laughs> low. Yes, very true. Very so, true. There's like sure and the element of surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, there's sure nothing. Like he was not surprised. The nothing me, surprised well, him. The other. Yeah. Yeah, ahead, if right. I ever fucking walked in to a room and one of those goddamn gremlin cocoons were there, yeah. I would put up a for sale sign. Yeah. And he's like, hey, mom. Paper, like, I, mom come check never, this out, mom. Never, ever, ever step foot in that house no. again. I would be five states away. And before then that, that mom's reaction is like, I'm going to pick up these kitchen knives and go 
kill these oh, things. Oh, wait, wait. No, that happens later when they hatch. But they looked very much like the alien eggs. Oh, is it, I, uh-huh. I was wondering and if there was a copyright lawsuit going on. I don't know. Well, there are so many. So we, many movie references. There are references. so many movie references in here, which is, again, another layer of the weirdness of this film that I think is part of the package that sort of makes it endearing in the end is that yes. it is very self-aware. And it oh, is absolutely. of it, where it fits. And it makes you... So to me, it calls on the emotions that you have about those other movies yeah. at the beginning. And so you're immediately connected to the characters. And you, So and, what movies did it make you think of? So right away with the scary neighbor trying to steal his dog at the, at the bank, it was very much Wizard of Oz to me. And she is very much the Wicked Witch. You had a different take on her. Right. So I thought it was, I. there was something about the music at that point when uh-huh. she was like walking down with the oh, snowman's yeah, the tu- head. Oh, yeah. It was like tuba music. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was the Grinch. Uh-huh. I thought it was supposed to be like, right, like she's killing been, yeah. Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's got the snowman's head in her arm and she is like anti-Christmas. Yeah. But then they have the It's a Wonderful Life shot mm-hmm. they're in the bank i'm like oh so he's george banks right like he's bailey, suppo- right? bailey, bailey. sorry george bailey you know he's supposed to be like the everyman right, the right. like the good guy right like taking care of the town <laughs> and that that feels like that was played out right, right? like that's right. who the character was yeah the it's town funny. reminded me of the town from groundhog day oh a little bit as it well. is apparently the same town as Back to the Future, and it's a stage. It's oh, a backlog okay. stage. Oh, that's interesting. That I was going to say Christmas Story. Me. Yeah, it, it's, it reminds me and of the that Christmas was another Story. Another one that came to my mind too. Christmas. Yeah. Why is Phoebe Cates working in a bar when the Gremlins are there? Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Her She's just like serving bar. them drinks. <laughs> this is where the movie has a turn that I think is brilliant, which is the Gremlins. The evil Gremlins are not. They're not bad. Like, they're not all evil. They're just out to have a good fucking time. And if you get in their way, they're going to fuck you up. I feel like we could go and watch those scenes, like, in slow motion and find so many more illusions. Yes. Because they've got gremlins dressed up in every kind of, like... There is a Frank Sinatra gremlin drinking Jack Daniels. (laughs) Like, Like, it just seems like the the writers just had a field day of, like, and we can make this gremlin look like this famous person. (laughs) And I have a serious question about Gremlins, Liar. which nobody can answer because it's not true. But so Gizmo is good, right? Mm-hmm. But he was obviously born somehow. Mm-hmm. Every Gremlin or Mogwai that's born, good or bad, because I don't understand. Why I don't know. He maybe he's the original. Good, he's well, the only good one. Maybe he was bred from a hedgehog and chipmunk. This this conversation. <laughs> has to be prefaced with the idea that if Mogwai's actually existed, would the planet would be done. It would be overrun because yeah. there's yes. this very much like signs. If some, if water kills it or makes it stronger, it's either fucked or it's going to rule the world. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't make there's any no sense. Right. I mean, right. I mean with the pool scene, what we ended up with like hundreds. Oh, and I also, <laughs> that his decision of like, how can I kill these things is yeah. I'm going to open a gas line at the movie theater with Which all of my knowledge. Yeah, here yeah. we go. We're going to pop the gas line. We're going to set some sort of a fuse out of paper rags 
He's MacGyver. Sure. Yeah. And we are going to just walk away from this movie theater confident that we have plenty of time and that no humans are going to get injured in this process. That would blow the whole block (laughs) up. That's what I thought. You just blew a gas line. It kind of (laughs) did. It would have been a chain reaction. Yeah. yeah. Like you just killed your whole town. (laughs) Have blown up. There are gas lines everywhere. (laughs) Them watching. The Snow, Snow White, White the, yeah. Which, yeah, yep. Which, so uh, is that supposed to be Phoebe Cates and the Gremlins? Like, I, I don't know. In another like, universe, that's Phoebe and the Gremlins. It could be in the old verse, yeah. right? In the other universe, I'm sure there's um, fan fiction of that somewhere. Oh, I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, I, I again, I'm I struggled watching this, saying I completely, completely understand why this is a film that people would revisit. Yes. Completely. Get it. It's yeah. like, I feel like we've only touched. It, I, I completely get it. Yep. Yet I still sit there and wonder. I'm like, do I like this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it feels so referential or like intertwined with other movies that that makes it feel important. Right. Where like then I look well, to other movies. I'm like, so it's like, mm-hmm. honey, I, I shrunk the kids inspired by this dad. Like, is that like it just feels like there's so many things like there was yeah. a scene that I was like, oh, that's very stranger things. Like, I don't even remember which scene it was. But sure, like, sure. <laughs> there's like moments in this movie where that it just feels so interconnected to other movies that we love and enjoy. So this came out the same day as Ghostbusters. OK, no way. The yeah, same day? the same day. That's weird. They rushed it. They rushed it. So it was supposed to be a Christmas movie. It was supposed to come out in Christmas. They rushed it to release because there was nothing. There were there were like two other summer blockbusters that year, and one of them was Ghostbusters. Okay. And they thought they had one with Gremlins. Okay. Um, I didn't. I forget the. I forgot to check how much money this made, well, but I'm actually, sure it made a ton. Good. I'm sure it made a ton of money. Um, yeah. There, again. Brian, we we were asking ourselves as we finished it, is this one of the first movies that sort of kicks off the comedy horror oh, yeah. aspect? Because I think after this, you have, I mean, I remember Arachnophobia coming out, which is kind God, of a very yeah. similar vibe. It very, I, that's a it great It made me comp. think of like Army yeah. of Darkness, uh, uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead uh, I don't know if Evil Dead. I think Evil Dead's what after about this. American. Oh no, Wind. they're definitely after. But yeah. yeah, no, after. But I just to that question, I thought yes. That, that I can't think of something before this. No, Evil Dead was 1981. Oh so, no way! Yeah, this is a very huh. like this was a very interesting movie. It sure me. was. And again, I'm like, I, I, I just, I really don't know where to classify no. it. I got to say this, I remember being terrified and this is my own anxiety like when yeah. i started certain movies like i'm terrified i was always terrified of the flying monkeys in the wizard of oz uh-huh. i always like remember seeing jaws and then thinking as a little kid like before i jumped into a pool is there a shark there Completely <laughs> not. Uh, but the gremlins and i was still disturbed i had nightmares last night Though when they that stripe and those gremlins are really that's so funny, it, right? I just, I, you just made I me remember. I had a dream last night where you and I were ghost hunters. Me? Yeah, yeah. We were like killing ghosts. Oh, fuck yes. So we I wonder, uh, like, obviously would. that must have been inspired by. Ghosts. Yeah, no, we were we were like uh, killing them. I want to be a ghost hunter. Yeah, let's 
do a ghost hunting podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Guys, go find the ghost. I'll sit here. <laughs> and I will comment on your ghost hunting. And it- I know someone that does that stuff or or like used to. Um oh. Get them on the show. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Let's get them um, on the show. We haven't talked about what's our main character's name? Gizmo. No, Billy. Because you never can tell. There just Horror might comedy. be a gremlin in your house. Oh, play the music because I do love it. Yes. Somebody yeah. should sample this in the hip hop world. I, I don't yeah. listen to hip hop, but I would love yeah. for somebody. To that sample. music is perfect for this film. Yes. Oh, absolutely! It is evil and horrible, and there's like and a circus hint of circus of madness yes. that is like <laughs> that yeah. is my that song is Monkeys my favorite with part symbols. of the movie. Uh, the, favorite I, part of the movie is that I, song. Yeah, we can't stop I, this. We can't stop this podcast until we talk about Billy's mom. Oh yeah, the fight oh. scene because she kills. Oh, That's the best part of the so movie. So many things. Oh, her God. undying love for her husband, husband. who is it's... an eternal fuck up. Like I, yeah. Like she, her. Well, let's be fair. Just like he is not the biggest husband father fuck up in this film. <laughs> One of he them died in a fucking him. chimney. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's dressed true. as Santa Claus. That's true, but we didn't get any screen time with him. I want the um, prequel. The I way want prequel of that dad. The way Maybe she looks at her husband is the same way that Rachel Weiss says O'Connell in The Mummy. O'Connell. That, that is how she looks at her yeah. husband every time he walks in the room. Or well, she answers the phone no, with one about, of his horrible inventions. How about on Christmas Eve... When or he's at a convention. When he, no, no, not it's prior to that. Oh, Sorry, yes, he is, at a, he is a convention, on and she's making gingerbread but, all by herself. Right, he's he, yeah. No, earlier than that, when her and Billy are in the kitchen and they hear the front door, they react as if Billy mm-hmm. is four and a half years old. Yes, that's this is the, and then <laughs> Dad has the present for him I, again. I'm so confused. This is a perfect movie for how did this get made? Even though it was a gigantic <laughs> hit, like yeah. I. There's so much confusion. Yes. Like, yes. Like the dad bringing the present through the front door and being like, this can't wait until Christmas is reminiscent of like a young child, right? But like he's seven years old. The way that they old. look at each other in the kitchen, it's like they Dad's turn home. they turn and look and they're like, could, he's it, here. Be? could it be Papa? Right. Like your son <laughs> is paying your bills, <laughs> right? Like your son is working at yeah. the bank, paying a, the bills because your husband can't. A, Get it together. Apparently, the hus- her husband is a fucking con artist. Yes, yes. knowingly selling faulty things. Yes, people. And yeah. but and like conning even the wife, right? Where like she she yes. won't even tell him. Like yeah, no, your remote control phone sucks. Sucks. Because no, you know why? I've just She's an abused woman. Yeah, I think I have to scrub orange juice and coffee <laughs> off of the walls every single day. Although they every were like, single day they were with the coffee that she was like, I don't think we can drink this. And he was like, Why not? And there's there's like this. There was a funny moment. moment there. They like smiled and laughed at each other. So she's like, She's just okay with it. She is. That, but why? Yeah. Like what? Like wh- what level would you have to get to for abused. you to be okay with your husband being a deadbeat and your 
questionably son aged supporting. son supporting the two of you while your husband's what? off okay. gallivanting. So just be, and paying in cash. Like meanwhile, right? So if he's yeah. paying the bills, dad's like, oh yeah, I got two hundred dollars cash to pay for this chipmunk hedgehog. Yeah, take that two hundred dollars. You gotta wonder where he sold those bathroom buttons. <laughs> When the when the China man shows up at the end yeah. with oh the bathroom buddy no the, the, guy the, the smoke smokeless ashtray uh, <laughs> the guy at the gas station tried to give me one of those yeah. I I watch this is one of these films and we've done several eighties films now and I have this love or this nostalgia for the nineteen eighties and I'm always like oh man if we could have you know lived in the nineteen eighties and then I start watching these nineteen eighties films I'm like I do not want to live then no. no. I it did not like weird, the 80s. Weird, disturbing, disturbing time. Well, and it's so funny because I do think <laughs> that there's this, there's an impression, there's an, uh, there's an idea that like kids today know more or like more mature, like, you know, like they, they have, because they have so much media in their lives, they've seen so much. But when you watch these movies from the 1980s and I'm like, what the hell were we watching? Oh my God! Yeah. Like, yeah. I would never show this to our kids. Well, no, I'm sitting there like watching Star. Like we finally started. We've talked about this showing Jack and Claire Star Wars. I'm like, there's really like the things I'm even questioning if I should show them. Like somebody being killed. I'm like, whoa, a second! I was watching Commando. Yeah, yeah. Like, people were getting dismembered. And by the way, that's not a shot at my parents because everybody was watching commando yeah. like like 95% of the kids were watching it this no. movie is fucking disturbing I, for children to watch oh, disturbing yeah. scary terrifying stuff to show with it like the adult characters maybe are scarier than the gremlins yeah, yeah i think that the i and this was sort of my hot take on the whole uh desensitized youth I think it's all bullshit. I think I think it's I think it's covering up a a it's just a way for parents and and people now to judge and well and mess with the things that they're that they think that that uh make them feel uncomfortable that their kids are consuming but they don't remember how uncomfortable the things they were consuming their, made their parents feel. So there's and an they think it's like a slippery though. slope and yeah. it's not. It's no, just this different. Is an uncomfortable it's not worse. It's different. But I do think that the like the violence and morbidity, mortality um that there has been uh, there's been a, a decline there in terms of like what kids grow up with, right? And so when we look back at older media you're talking about a time period where like there was much more experience with death in general. Mm -hmm. Like even though we in some ways live in a more violent world, it's also a world with, without much like mm -hmm. war disease, you know, even some of the like things that used to be causes of death for folks are just really not like not happening anymore. Right. So there's an interesting relationship there where like, you know, our parents' generation, you know, by the time they hit a certain age, they knew a bunch of people who died. Yeah. Whereas, like, our kids are going to grow up and many of them not really experience death besides of old age or illness mm -hmm. for a really long time. How yeah, does that? 
Yeah, I agree. How's that related issue? to what we're well, talking because, about? So when you're, no, when you're I, talking I, about like people no, who I, grew I, up with I get like, it too, but I want you to... Because so then people that are listening. Yeah, so then when the, you're thinking about movies being written in a time period and consumed in a time period, right, depicting death in various ways probably hits us differently than it did f- to folks going on who just years laughed ago it now. off because they saw Vietnam play out that's, on the on the television. That's it. That's right. it. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're so like, they if, laugh off someone getting run over by a gremlin because it's yeah, that's it's, ridiculous. It's a ridiculous compar- thing. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. And. And I think kids today can do the same. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Jim. Now, something like 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> is it irresponsible? It's not yeah. a kid's show, first off. I don't think it's irresponsible. I think it's irresponsible for someone to let their child watch that if they're not going to sit there a and watch it. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's a difference between the, the making of media right. and the and, supervision, the consum- right. consumption that, of it. The, absolutely. That does not turn people and kids into some kind of deviant, desensitized no. to violence person that would do something awful or be l- less productive in our society. Like I, I don't think anybody... Would argue that watching Gremlins would do but, that. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> but I like, and no, I, think I think that that's we're getting into. This could be a whole other podcast. Yeah. But like, yeah, no. But that's like mazes and monsters. Why that was made? Right. Remember, like Jim was telling yeah. us why that was made. Yeah. My issue with the '80s movies, believe it or not, is not the violence. The thing I go back and look oh. at is the the way in which sexuality is handled, really, <laughs> and women are handled. Oh yeah. Really, that, thank you, Brian. That, that's what disturbs me the most, like going back and watching the like it, as long as it's a kid's film, like if they're older yeah. film, like we can debate like the role women were being given films. But the casual nature in which they handle like and somebody's probably gonna be like, oh, this, you know, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. You know, here's another person complaining about that. But like that scene with um, in the bar like that is disturbing to be in a film that's targeted for children. Well, like why haven't you come over to my apartment yet? Like what I, I get it. Like little kids, there's a difference between things. Like we talked about frozen too. Like there's things in there that are for adults yeah. and it's funny and stuff like that. That's different than that scene. And well, some of these other scenes, like why do you need over hints at sexuality in a fit? And you may, maybe they'll say, Oh, it wasn't marketed to kids. Gizmo was marketed to kids, yeah. well, and I hold on. don't understand why that needs to be in a film. Yeah, I think this was definitely marketed more towards like a teenage, young adult crowd as well. I don't know but that it was like kids, like my kids. No, but, but I'm still saying even is like the way that's marketed going back and looking at things now, like me to begin to like question the relationships were and yeah. you grew. We've said this before, like thinking this is what the interaction between males and female and it's people our age. Well, hold on, because there's a difference between the movie's thoughts on that and a character's thoughts on that. That character was clearly not held in high regard in this film. I know, but I'm saying if you're like a young teen or again, not not the responsibility of the film, I don't think I think that's a very realistic. I. I don't know how re- do. it is real. I, I get you, th- that character is realistic, but even that character of Phoebe Cates mm-hmm. is very subservient 
to Billy. I, so, on uh, not not a kids movie, but again, this doesn't bother me nearly as much as something like Eyes Wide Shut, which is made. 20 years after this film. <laughs> oh, I almost like, sent you an article um, praising Eyes Wide Shut by one of the top female critics in please, England. Please do, because I would I love to see uh, her take on it. Um, yeah, so I, I hear you, but to me, that character is portrayed as a creep, yeah. right? Like, he's yeah. oh, he's he not is. supposed just, to be... I just think it's a weird thing in a movie that I felt was for... Oh, there's so many things in this movie that are like, why... Like, yeah. They are off. It feel it feels off in terms of audience. It's heightened. It's heightened in in certain respects for effect. And, yeah, and why does that character never come back? Maybe that whole <laughs> sequence with Barn. Like he's gone, and then if the neighbor was, keeps coming. I bet you there was a there was sequence a, where he gets killed. There probably was. If there that, so I think weird. that film would bother me a lot less if there was payoff. But so it. then, so then at the end, when they walk out, was that when they walk out of the theater? We're like. Where is everybody? Oh, right? yeah. Like, like yeah. okay, so no, like there are the creatures theater. taking over the town, right? Yeah. Everyone's Streets are gone. empty. Streets are, are people just oh, hiding oh. in their homes because yeah. the, well, no, we've because seen them breaking right into before, homes. No, because right before they went into the theater, remember it was the scene where they were everywhere. The gremlins were on people. Yeah. They were yeah. yeah. And it's like ghost town. But then yeah. also Billy going into the police station, right? So there's this like there's an intensity there of like we need help, right? We need the police. And then it gives the appearance of now time has passed and we're just letting Gizmo entertain the cops. Yeah. Like like we're yeah. like yeah. don't to, worry. <laughs> to be fair, they probably could not afford the pyrotechnic budget. That whole square would have blown up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Person would literally thousands of people would have died in that scenario. And yeah. that scene is referenced in Goonies when Chunk is calling. No, the it? Yeah. When Chunk calls the police officer to report the fratellis, he, he says, The fratellis, I found them. They're in this, they're in the old restaurant or whatever. And the officer's like, Sure, they are, Lawrence. Just like that time you found those little creatures that multiply when you put water on them. That's awesome. And just like the time that Michael awesome. Jackson came to your house. Do you know, do you know why that's referenced, though? Uh, Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus wrote Goonies. Goonies yeah. um, I will say this quickly. Watch or not watch. Oh, watch. Oh, you've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. If you haven't seen it since your childhood, you, you must rewatch it. It's on AMC right now. I wish I had I this this is me in my like sleep lack of sleep addled state. Um I usually check everywhere before I purchase a film to watch and I actually rented this and I didn't check that it was um, dry. I'm sorry. Listen, I was up no, today. No, we we should have told I was you. At, I was standing outside the preschool to get Kieran into a preschool at 7 a.m. this morning. It was 25 degrees and oh I Oh my god, Brian. I was standing against the wall for two hours. I mean, does he really need to read? Two hours. And he's Bye. a month old. Uh, it is time for Game of the Week. Brian dancing makes right. me laugh. I love Game of the Week song. Uh I have brought one of Katie and Jim's least favorite games because it's probably I, our hardest. I already game. hate it. Uh, one and done, own it or skip it. And today we are honoring the amazing Chris Columbus, 
This is the third film we've done that has a Chris. Well, actually, more than third. I combine the Harry Potter films here. Yeah. Um, Chris Columbus was the writer of Gremlins, was the writer of Goonies, and was the director of both uh, the first and the second Harry Potter movie. So today we're doing one and done, own it or skip it. And the films are Gremlins, Goonies, and I picked the first Harry Potter film, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jim, why don't you go first? Uh, One and done, own it, skip it. What are you doing? It's tough, but I'm going to own it, Harry Potter. One and done Goonies and skip it Gremlins. Okay. It's, it's really hard. It's tough. And this was, uh, and Gremlins was Jim's pick and yeah. Goonies was as well. So that's a tough one for you. I think I'm the same. You've got to own Harry Potter. That's it. You have to. You watch and rewatch picked, and rewatch. Now, if he put Chamber of Secrets there, oh, that's interesting. I might be more likely to. That's a good discussion. though. It's hard to skip though. Can't skip it. Gotta at least watch it. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're you gotta right. at least watch it. Yeah. And Goonies is so damn good. So Goonies I love is, Goonies. I would almost. It might, it's actually harder for me to one and done Goonies yeah. than skip Gremlins. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's tough. Corey, Corey Feldman is I don't want to skip any of them. I don't want to skip any yeah. of these movies. Well, this is this is usually the hardest game we play. <sighs> Brian, I, why do you make it so hard? I would. I think you guys are right. I think Gremlins. Right. Even rude. Brian was just talking about this exact attitude. What was I talking That's about? What she Sorry. Said. Mm. That's what she said. Uh, I think I would skip Gremlins, though. I I do think it's worth rewatching. Um, the Goonies Harry Potter one was the one that I wanted to do because it's so. By the way, there were originally we we're going to do a different game because you know what else Chris Columbus does? He oh, also wow. did his Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And Home Alone. We showed the kids Home Alone for the first time uh, last oh, week. Yeah. Loved it on Disney Plus. Remember Disney Plus? <laughs> Us. We... we want to go. Jim and I will come to the new Star Wars land. We will do yeah. a show from there. We I think we should start to... using the appropriate names, Ryan. It's the Rise of the Resistance. Then... Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, if we say Star Wars land, this is not going to fucking happen. Oh, I don't think it will happen. Anyway, Mando. So it doesn't matter. Uh, and I've heard from our elf on the shelf. I see your elf on the shelf in the back. Oh, Jones. That the Costello <laughs> kids might be getting the 4K Harry Potter full film series for wow. Lily asked for a switch. Ooh. We'll see okay. if Santa brings it. All right. So I would say own Harry Potter, skip Goonies. All right. It is time for five questions, and Jim is answering. I am? Yep, you're answering. Hmm. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth! What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? So, as, as per our relationship, or my relationship with Katie and Jim, I just make unilateral decisions without telling them about this show. <laughs> so, I just figured if you pick the film, you'll answer five questions. That's fine. I'm down. Uh, with it. So, yeah. So, here we go. Uh, five questions. Thumbs, or thumb, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Foreign cars, which was a huge subplot mm-hmm. in this. Thumbs up. I've owned many foreign cars. Um, oh, I love foreign cars. Yeah. We own a Honda and a Toyota. Mm-hmm. I have a Unlike Kia it. now, but I've had a Volkswagen, which is the the foreign car that the character in the movie had a huge problem with, and I loved my Volkswagen. Never had a problem people with it. Lo- didn't. No, people love no. this. 
I uh, have found both our cars to be amazing. Both our foreign cars. Uh, all right. Uh, question two. Would you rather live in the town from Gremlins or the trailer park from the last Starfighter? I think I would rather live in the trailer park. And the reason is the people in the town of Gremlins are fucking awful. Hmm. Interesting. And the trailer park had like awful. a really great community. I mean, that whole community came out to see him <laughs> get the high score in that video game. And if uh, anybody knows anything about me, I'd have that fucking high score in that video game. I'd have a whole... You'd have the whole town behind you. Well, it's not a town. It's a trailer park. Let's not say town. Because I'm sure that trailer park is just part of a larger town. Well, I doubt... Maybe they live on the outskirts of the Gremlins I doubt that larger... The town at large oh, would be interested in my high score. Yeah, they probably live in the same. Yeah, yeah, all in the same universe. I love it. Uh, all right, here we go. Question three, fill in the blank. Question: If I had to choose between getting my own Baby Yoda or uh, Baby Yoda, of course, from Mandalorian. Thank you to Katie and Jim. Look at this. If you're watching. It's on really TV. nice. My bobblehead Mando from the Mandalorian, which Katie and Jim sent me. So excited. <laughs> unhealthy excitement when i received it uh or we still haven't gotten a gift for kieran but we got brian Uh, would you rather have a baby yoda from mandalorian or gizmo uh gotta go baby yoda i mean he's got he can do the fucking force and he drinks tea and it was bone broth right uh the baby yoda pops are not being delivered to may now for a may delivery yeah well of baby yoda all right here we go uh we didn't talk about this during the episode but um i might never go to the ymca again <laughs> after this. what is your favorite thing to do at the ymca i can tell you my least favorite thing is to go through the men's locker room <laughs> oh oh man i have stories about so much that. nudity there's so, so much nudity. there there is so an disturbing. age there is so more disturbing. nudity. I, I have seen a man room. drying himself with the hand hand, hand dryer. <laughs> you too? Yes. I saw it too. I've seen a woman doing that as well. Very disturbing. Standing. And at a, at the YMCA in Plymouth Meeting. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's at a community center. They have them mounted up high. I guess presumably that you can dry your hair. No, I think it's so that you don't put it on your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because... That That's happens a, a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> I am so happy when I go there with the girls oh and we can use the family locker room. Oh, family, you have to use it's the glorious. I don't yeah, understand no why allowed. No nudity the, the family locker room, room isn't just the the, Every the standard room. for how yes. locker rooms should be because, treated. Jim, people used to be a lot more desensitized yeah, to I'm nudity. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Listen, group showers were always a thing. Yeah, that's They're true. Not anymore. <laughs> shower anymore. That is terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing to do would probably be use the walking track. I like our walking. We have a walking. You track. have a walking track. Yeah, and it's like elevated. It's nice. Is it is really nice. Yeah, yeah, Katie works there. I love it. Yeah. No, we, my, I, my, like I guess my favorite thing. thing to do is get them to pay Katie. That's, uh, oh, that's yeah. That's they they do that. They do. All right. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question. And let's all uh, answer this one if we could. Mm-hmm. If you oh. could add Gizmo into any other film we've done on Com Majors, what film would it be? Oh, this is so tough. That's really hard. I really am interested, mm. though, in a buddy cop film that is Beverly Hills Cop with Gizmo. Uh, yes! Where Eddie I, Murphy I and Gizmo, that. they find out that um, 
what was the, what was the bad guy's name? Damn it, I had it on the tip of my tongue. And, uh, and oh, Victor Maitland. Victor Maitland. His right hand man, Mike from Breaking Bad, who was also yes. in Gremlins, is not yes. dead. He comes back, in, you know, in you know 2019 to run some kind of underground thing in in Detroit. Okay. And Gizmo and Billy just happened to be vacationing in Detroit at the time. I love it. And love it. it's it's really Axel Foley and Gizmo, you know, solving they crimes. Are, they are attempting to do a new Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. I hope this, it's rated R. Pitch that. Pitch I just it. saw him on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, and I was hopeful that his next movie was going to be really funny because it sounds yeah. like he is done with the kids stuff. Good. Thank God. Katie, do you have one you'd like to do or do you want me to answer? I, I think I want to drop him into Varsity Blues. <laughs> I want him Billy to be Bob. Billy Bob's pet. I ride the pig. <laughs> I like, love that. My cat. <laughs> that I think that's a mogwag, Billy Bob. <laughs> Something oh, yeah, weird happens every cat. time I get beer on it. <laughs> I love it. I oh, by it. the way, we realized that like whack-a-mole. the the Mogwais could drink beer and not multiply. So not enough water Strange. content in beer. Yep. To they did not them. have science Love majors it. working uh, on this. I would put him in. I would take Jar Jar Binks out of oh, oh, nice. Good one. And turn Gizmo into that role. Yes. That film would immediately become watchable. True story. Well, I don't know. Oh, what? It, I, I mean, like, let, just spitballing a little bit here. Die Hard. He's in the vent. I was thinking about that. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that. But then, too. like, who? Like, what is he? Was he a gift given at the Christmas party? I don't know. Ooh, could be. Could be. Yeah. I like that idea. Oh, what if he's John Cusack's conscience in Gross Point Blank? Oh, I another think about Gross one. Point Blank. This reminds me. We are still looking for funding for an idea. I came up on uh, the Pop Adult Show. We want a George Lucas written film directed by Zack Snyder. So if you have a lot of money to put into something that would be really bad. Katie just shut down her, her face. Just looked like, I don't know who either of those people are. I, think George, I know George Lucas. Okay. Well, you listen to pop addled every week. I do. You would actually li- just listen to Tim's voice every week. Mm-hmm. We I should have Tim's him voice. Record- Tim's got a voice. Mm. Keenan, we could edit Keenan out. And you could just listen to Tim. I do love Tim's voice. Tim has Is like it- an NPR voice. It's not it's like super deep, but it's like so crystal clear. Voice. The he man a- should, should do, do voice, voice work. Over. He yeah. should. He should do voiceover work. Uh, next week, we're going to a galaxy far, far away. In honor of the release of the final film in the Skywalker trilogy, we're talking about a controversial film in Star Wars lore, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, Star Wars Episode Eight, Jedi, which is currently streaming due to contractual obligations, not on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but on Netflix. Are we watching this with the child? We can watch it with Lily. Yeah, yeah actually. Uh, Jack and Claire and I will be watching it because we're finishing up Force Awakens tomorrow. That's exciting. She's, right she's very Jedi. excited about that. Okay. Uh, cool. As as usual, uh, if you're in Poland, tell your fellow Polish <laughs> friends to like, share, and subscribe. Huge. Uh, we're huge. In David Poland. David Hasselhoff has Germany. We've got Poland. We have, we've got Poland. Take that the Beatles Hasselhoff. Um, and then uh, that's it we have some fun stuff coming up Last Jedi this year's Christmas film which is in a couple of weeks The Amazing Love Actually which I mean who doesn't want to watch that movie we do we watch it every year 
we do as well. Yep. Um, and that is it. All, All right. right. Watch Bye, out for everybody. Oh, Parting oh, words. I know that you're not such a fan of us calling our fans commentors. So what if we call them major fans? Major fans. Bye, everybody. <laughs> that is worse than commenters. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs>